This call is being recorded. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valasita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning, Valasita. It's Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, it's Deidre. Good morning, Valacita. Good morning, Deidre. Good morning, Deidre. Good morning. Praise God. (laughs) Good morning, Yvonne. Good to hear your voice. God woke you up this morning. Praise God. Yeah. Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line?
Good morning, everyone. It's Moni. Good morning, Moni. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Uh, this is Peggy Cohen Thompson. Good morning, Peggy. Good morning. This is Priscilla. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Priscilla. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Shafanda. I'm sorry, who was that? I heard two people speaking. I said, rise and shine. It's Krishanda. Oh, good morning, Krishanda. Rise and shine. That's right. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. And there was someone else that was um, saying good morning. Who was that? Good morning, family. This is Pam. Good morning, valuable Valacita. Oh, good morning, Pam, my neighbor. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good morning, Krishanda. Morning, family. Good morning, family. This is Brother Chris. Good morning, Brother Chris. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to everybody as well. Thank you. Thanks. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning. This is Philip. Good morning, Philip. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Is there anyone else that would like to say uh, good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute. Good morning, my name is Valuable Valacita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to stay tuned in with us for the last couple of days of November for for our monthly theme, Glory and honor has been filled with phenomenal, inspiring messages from our wonderful and gifted declares. December will be given deep breath. Ask someone to please place their phone on mute. We're having a little background noise. <laughs> 
Thank you. We have two announcements. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. So if you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, if you've been blessed by the call and would like to sow into Declare Victory prayer call, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests submitted via the app. The order of the call is as follows. The declaration will be done by Dion. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Tanya. And then we'll go right into closing comments, which will be hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Declaration by Dion. Praying and corporate praise by Tanya. Then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. No. Actually, you know what? The, I'm actually doing the declaration today. Yeah. This is Philip. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> I appreciate that. So the declaration will be done by Philip, a.k.a. Yes. The field. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Thank you. The scripture for today is 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, Pass the time of your search sojourning here in here. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, I want to ask everyone to please place their phones in mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Philip. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Eric B. Rakim on y'all. <laughs> Good morning. I have to get y'all Apostle Rakim this morning. How y'all doing? We want to give glory not to Rakim or Eric B. We want to give glory to Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we say, I want to say this scripture, Psalms chapter 138, verse 5. Uh, yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. And so we want to say in that vein, Psalms 145, verse 11, they shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. Hallelujah. So we're going to speak of the glory of God's kingdom and talk of his power today because we know that glory and honor are before him. As a matter of fact, Psalms chapter 104, verse 2 says he covers himself with glory as with the garment, or covers itself with light, I should say, as with the garment. But that light is glory. Um, but in saying glory, right, uh, they had told me, like, to talk about glory and honor today. And for whatever reason, um, I started off thinking about the glory, but then I kind of more so wanted to go more so into the honor, because the thing with glory and honor is glory uh, is a topic within itself, and so is honor. But those two things are associated with the Lord. And so I would be uh, uh, 
remiss if I just tried to group um, both of those together. Now, we got to make sure we keep our phones on mute, please. Keep our phones on mute, okay? Um, but I want to read this last verse about the glory before I begin to go um, into honor, okay? And it's Ezekiel chapter 1, uh, verse 27 and 28. And it says, and I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins, even upward, and from the appearance of his loins, even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and it had brightness round about it, as the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of one that spake. So why am I bringing that up? Because whenever we see the Lord, we see glory. But not only do we see glory, but the Bible says that Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. So in other words, the actual light of glory that emanates from God, if you were to basically put into words what that actual substance of the light that is inside of the glory is, it will be one name, and that is Jesus. Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. I actually forgot what verse that's in, but that's an actual uh, that's an actual verse or a scripture that Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And before God is not only glory, but before God is also honor and majesty. You know, one of the things that goes with glory is majesty or honor. One of the meanings for the word glory, um, besides being heavy or weight, is also honor. Okay, honor also is associated with glory. Okay, and so in saying that, Psalms chapter 96, verse 6 is awesome because it says, Honor and majesty are before him. So, in other words, when we come before God, we come before honor and majesty. In other words, before you, you know, the thing that is right before him, like you don't have to get to know God to then say, oh, you know what? I think he's full of honor and majesty. No, no, no. It says honor and majesty are actually before him. Hallelujah. In other words, they precede him. You know how it says your, uh, uh, your reputation precedes you? Before someone even meets you, a lot of times they, they may hear about you or your reputation. Well, with God, honor, honor and majesty are before him or they precede him. And what goes along with that? In this verse, it says beauty is in his sanctuary. So there's a connection with beauty. But also listen to this. God is full of honor. Think about that. God isn't honorable. He is full of honor. See, we often talk about his majesty, but he has honor before him as well. You know, think about it. A lot of times we talk about God and his, his majesty and how majestic he is, but God is actually full of honor. As a matter of fact, he is equally honorable as he is majestic. Now think about this. The word honor means grandeur or an imposing form or an appearance. So God has an imposing form. Who's more imposing than God? But honor also means beauty. 
so when it says honor and majesty are before him, and we understand that God is full of this honor, he's also full of beauty. It also means excellency. So God is full of excellency. Everything he does is excellent. Everything about him is excellent. Everything he speaks is excellent. Um, the, the, the things that he wants to convey is excellent. His ways are excellent. But listen to this. Another definition of this word honor also means glory or glorious. Hallelujah. So within this honor is a glory. So when we say glory and honor, we're also saying glory and glory or honor and honor. God has double glory and double honor. You know, let me give you some other words for it. Honor also means high respect or esteem, okay? So God is highly respected, highly esteemed. Think about this. You go to heaven. You're not the focus of the attention. The one that's sitting on the throne is. He has the attention of everyone that is there. They give him the utmost respect. He is the creator of all creation. All glory and honor belong to him. This is why the elders can stand before the throne and for eternity throw their crowns down and say, holy, 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 thou art holy, who was and is and is to come. And continue to get, uh, keep getting revelation after revelation after revelation. And just like God is full of honor and God is full of majesty, check this out. If he's full of honor and he lives inside of you and I, that means you and I should walk in honor. There's an honor that comes out of believers. Not only is there an honor that comes out of us, we should honor one another. When we don't honor one another, it shows that we lack in our revelation of who God is. It shows that there is a lack concerning our revelation of how honorable God is. Because honoring God will cause you to honor others. Hallelujah. Because he's full of honor. And so then we begin to see him in others. There should be no, that we, we as believers in the church should never dishonor one another. Love does not dishonor. Come on. Because if we see God, we see that person who is our brethren and we're united in the spirit, in the bond of peace, according to Ephesians chapter four, verse three, then there's no room for dishonor. Matter of fact, there should be such a weight of God's glory on us to where when we do dishonor someone, we should actually go and apologize. We, I mean, we should be convicted, even if you feel like you were right in what you told that particular person. For real, there's no room for dishonor. No room for dishonor. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 104, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. So think about this. God not only has honor and respect before him, he's actually clothed in it. Like God's gear is honor. You know what I mean? God, God, you know, you be like, man, what, what guy rocking today? Honor. You know what I'm saying? He rocking honor. And that, that's what God rocks, according to Psalms 104, verse 1. He's clothed with it. Can you imagine? Like, yo, you be like, you, you know, I cats like to get all fresh and, and dapped up and everything. You know what I mean? And when somebody see your clothes, they say, man, it looks nice. When we see God's clothes, it's like, it, all we can say is, man, it, that, that's honor and majesty right there, man. 
you know, Psalms chapter 112, verse 9, he have dispersed, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endureth forever, his horn shall be exalted with honor. Now, Psalms chapter 112 is talking about basically a righteous person, a blessed person. But I want you to notice that one of the characteristics of being a blessed person is a blessed person is an honorable person. Hallelujah. Honor goes along with the blessed person. We should live honorably. Hallelujah. Honor is something that, that, that should come out of us. We should honor people. Hallelujah. We should act honorably. Even if we're being done wrong, we should still act with honor. Hallelujah. Come on. Let me, let me give you another. I'm going to go through some different verses right now. Psalms chapter 145, verse 5. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. As people of God, we should speak of God's honor. I'm going to say that again. As people of God, we should speak of God's honor, meaning we should speak of God's beauty. Hmm. We should speak of God's beauty. I see so much criticism and not enough talking about how beautiful God is. I think sometimes as believers, we feel as if we're the only ones looking at our Facebook posts and unbelievers aren't looking at our posts. Real talk. Because if we were mindful of that, when that person comes to our post, and I'm not saying you can't have posts where, you know, you crack jokes or stuff like that, but we should, there should be, we should be giving honor to God as well. People should know that God is honorable and God is beautiful if they were to go through our timeline. Come on. Come on. They should know that God is beautiful, that God is honorable. People should know that God is beautiful and honorable if they have a relationship with you, when they encounter you. How can we know, listen to this, how can, how can we honor, or better yet, how can we speak of God's honor if we don't even know what honor is? Well, guess what? If you want to know what honor is, we need to learn the Lord more. Come on. Honoring God helps us to honor others. How we honor God is how we honor others. That's for real. Because the kingdom is a kingdom of honor. And since the church is the body of heaven's head, Jesus, I'm going to say that again. Since the church is the body of heaven's head, Jesus. Remember, Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus also is the one that's, you know, supreme in heaven. And so, therefore, the church is his body. So if the church is the body of this one that is full of honor, then that means the church is the place where honor should flourish. Honor should flourish in the church. Hallelujah. And so sometimes people might say, oh, man, well, you know, the church isn't just a building or this and that. Well, right, you are the church or I am the church. So guess what? Church uh, 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 honor should flourish in me. Honor should flourish in me. Hmm. People should, should see me as honorable, but people should also feel honored when they come around. Not feel honored as far as, oh, you must honor me and all of that other, like, like that. No, 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 no. 
I'm talking about when someone comes in your presence, when they leave, they should feel honored. Hallelujah. They should feel honored. Hmm. Psalms 149, verse 9, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Think about this. Praising God is honorable. This passage right here where it talks about, uh, I think starts in verse 6, where it says that the high praise of God be in our mouth, a two-edged sword in our hand, to execute upon them the judgment that is written. No, to execute uh, the vengeance upon the heathen. But we know in New Covenant um, language, this is really talking about executing vengeance upon Satan, upon the enemy. But again, what this also shows is that praising God is honorable. You want to do something honorable to God? You want to release honor to God? Praise him. Praise releases honor. Hmm. But also beating up demons is honorable. Hallelujah. Because when they talk about the honor that we have in this passage, the honor in this passage is executing vengeance. Come on. We execute vengeance upon the enemy. And God actually connects honor to this. So beating up demons is honorable. Hallelujah. So don't be walking around talking about, well, I don't know if, if, if I'm called to that. These fans shall follow them that believe. And, 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 you, and, you know, don't let the enemy lie to you and be like, man, I don't know, like, these demons might come and do this thing to me or this. No, 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 no. Beating up demons is honorable, honorable before God. So if you got somebody or some pastor or somebody trying to talk about demons, say not only are we supposed to be casting out demons, according to Mark 16, verse 17, but according to Psalms 149, verses 6 through 9, beating up demons is honorable. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Hallelujah. That word substance uh, means riches, substance, wealth. So we're supposed to honor or beautify the Lord with our riches, with our wealth, with the first fruits of our increase. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's self-explanatory. Right there, that's self-explanatory. We are to give unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Give, like, like sow into him. Yes, the, 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 the silver is his and the gold is his. Yes, God doesn't need that thing. But it's just a thing of showing honor. That's all. When we, when we give God, when we give in faith, right, we understand that you see a physical person collecting the money. But we understand that when we're giving to that physical person, we're not giving to them. We're giving to God. Matter of fact, let me give you an example of, of let me take it out the monetary realm so people can get this revelation so the devil won't mess with your head when it comes to um, sowing offerings um, and giving tithes. OK. Uh, and, and notice I said offerings first. Right. Because, you know, offerings don't, you could be like, well, you know, and I paid my tithes and this and that. But we can get offerings to the Lord, too. It's still a blessing attached to that. We're just honoring him. But let me give you this. You know, there's a verse that says, when we do things, let us do it unto God and not unto man. So think about that. When you go to work, when you're working at your job, God says that when we do those things at work, we're supposed to do those things as unto him and not unto a man. He, right. Do you have a human boss when you're at work? Yes, you do. 
But God is saying that when you're at work, do those things as you're doing them unto him and not unto man. In other words, as believers, when we're doing things, because we have Jesus who is the head of the church, who is with us at all times, he understands that he is our first obligation. So when we're doing things, we're doing those things because we're doing them unto Jesus, not because we're trying to please people. By having that mindset, we will always, 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 you know, go over and beyond. We will always walk in excellence. Hallelujah. Let me keep going. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. In other words, honor is in the hands of wisdom. When we use wisdom, honor gets released to us. I'm going to say that again. When we use wisdom, honor gets released to us. So making a wise choice is more than just saying, man, I made a good decision. Everything is going to go right. Honor actually comes from it. That spiritual substance of honor gets released from heaven when you use wisdom. Hmm. And I don't know about you, but I want honor. You know what I'm saying? I want to walk in honor. The more honor you have on something, the stronger it is. Hallelujah. You want your name to be honorable. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 8. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Now, this is talking about wisdom right here. Okay? Think about this. When you exalt wisdom, wisdom brings you into honor. Mm. Wisdom says, hey, because you chose me, let me introduce you to this person I know. Their name is Honor. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 5, verse 9. Lest thou give thine honor unto others, and thy years unto the cruel. Now, this is an interesting verse. The strange woman takes honor from others. Let me take it a step further because I don't want any of my ladies on here to get offended. When it's talking about the strange woman right here, I'm going to go into the spiritual realm with this. And I'm going to talk about the spirit of Jezebel. Because, see, when you read these proverbs about the strange woman, it talks about this, this woman who seduces this man, right? And it says that the road to hell, like, like uh, how her house is the road to hell. Hallelujah. Now. Men can operate with the spirit of Jezebel, just like they can operate with the spirit of Ahab as well. But just know Jezebel and Ahab go hand in hand. But my point of the matter is this. All of you ladies out there and all of you men out there, both of you have had struggles or, or encountered the spirit of Jezebel, right? Well, I shouldn't say both of you because I don't. some of you may have never encountered Jezebel. But some of us have encountered the spirit of Jezebel. And I'm going to tell you one of the things that Jezebel does is Jezebel takes honor from others. Jezebel defames your honor. Let me tell you one of the ways that you open yourself up to that spirit of Jezebel, which is the spirit of seduction as well. That's just one of the things that goes along with it. I brought up seduction for a reason, because when you're watching pornography, you're giving away your honor. Mm. When you're masturbating. You're giving away your honor. When you're fornicating, you're giving away your honor. You're allowing Satan to suck the, uh, that spiritual nutrient of honor out of you. 
Hallelujah. When you're manipulative and controlling, you're giving away your honor. Hmm. Hallelujah. Let me go to the next one. Proverbs 8, verse 18. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. Honor is one with wisdom. Honor is not just one with wisdom, but honor is also connected with riches. Hmm. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 16. A gracious woman retains honor. Hmm. So think about that. A gracious woman retains honor. That word gracious means kind. A kind woman. You know what? I was thinking about something the other day, how the Bible doesn't say love is nice. The Bible says love is kind because, see, everyone can can be nice. Think about this. The meanest person in the world can be nice when they want something. You get what I'm saying? You got some people that are nice when they want something. You know, they could be evil as ever, but they could put on that little nice thing to try to seduce or, or, or get what it is they want. Do me a favor. Mute your phone, please. Mute your phone. Hello? Show some honor. Thank you. So, yo, you can, you can be the nicest person in the world, but not kind. Kind is different. Kind is like a mindset. Love is kind. Hallelujah. But a gracious woman is also a kind woman. It says a kind woman retains honor. In other words, a, a, a kind woman retains favor or retains grace. Hallelujah. Or retains um um retains a pleasantness or beauty. You know what I mean? A, a kind woman has this honor. Proverbs 15, verse 33. Here's a good one. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is what? Humility. So in order to access honor from heaven to release to others, we must be humble. I'm gonna say that again. In order to access honor from heaven to release to others, we must be humble. Honor is connected to the fear of the Lord. Hmm. Proverbs 18, verse 12. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. So you know what? Haughtiness will cause honor to be destroyed. In other words, pride will cause honor to be destroyed. When we act in a prideful manner, that manner that we're acting in, not only is devoid of honor, but it destroys honor. Could you mute your phone, please? Mute your phone. Mute your phone. Thank you. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife. Oh, I like that. Listen to this. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife. In other words, to end strife and to bring peace, God says that's honor. Mm. I like the passage translation. The passage translation says a person of honor will put an argument to rest. <laughs> a person of honor will put an argument to rest. Now, you know, the Bible says blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Remember, peace is something that has to be made. Sometimes we feel like we can make peace if we don't address the situation. That's not being peaceful. That's being passive. No, we want to address something, but the goal of why you're addressing it is the issue. 
is your goal to 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 just keep beef going? Is your goal to I just want to give this person a piece of my mind? Or is your goal in addressing a matter of is your goal I want to come to peace? I want to come to a resolution on this. When your goal is peace, hallelujah, you will walk in the in the realm of a peacemaker and a person of honor. Come on. You'll be a person of honor. Proverbs 21, verse 21. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. So what does that say? Following righteousness, lifestyle, and faith, and being merciful will always cause honor to be released in our life. I need to say that again. Following righteousness or walking in righteousness, meaning your lifestyle and walking in faith, Remember, faith is accounted unto us for righteousness. But listen to this other part. And being merciful. When you are merciful, it will cause honor to be released in your life. You know, the Bible says in Micah 6, verse 8, that we're to love mercy. We're not just to be merciful. We're to love it. Now, what does mercy mean? Mercy means when you give somebody something that they don't deserve. God says not only are we supposed to be merciful, we're supposed to love that. In other words, we're supposed to say, oh, my gosh, this person did me wrong. Man, I can't wait to show them mercy. Man, oh, my gosh, I am looking, oh, man, I am so looking forward to releasing mercy on this person. Come on. Come on. Father, I pray right now for the sword of your spirit that is the word of God to begin to pierce through this atmosphere like never before. Lord, let it begin to pierce every heart and heart and every wall. I send your word right now to melt every single wall, Lord, that that would try to keep our heart hardened from your truth of loving mercy. Come on. Come on. I know the enemy will try to sit there and put that wall up in our heart right there. But thanks be to God that causes us to triumph. Come on, let every wall be bruised under the, under the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let, let the word of God right now be a rock and a hammer that breaks that hardness of heart into pieces. Come on, we are people that love mercy. Come on, you can say that right now. You keep your phone on mute, but I want you to say, I love mercy. Come on, even if you don't believe that, just say, begin to speak that. You're planting that seed in your life. I love mercy. Come on. I know some of you right now, you 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 feeling that flesh right now. Yo, you think about that. Well, I love mercy, but somebody, not, not to them, no. No, 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 no. Love mercy. Hmm. I feel like staying on that for a minute. I'm, I'm going to keep it, keep it going. Proverbs 21, 21. He that followeth after righteousness. In, oh, I just read that. Look, I'm reading it again. <laughs> We got to be merciful out here. Listen, in this world right now, there was a lack of mercy. There was such a lack of mercy and compassion out here. I don't don't even know how to say it. But let me tell you something that's associated with a lack of mercy. You know what lacks mercy? Witchcraft. There is no mercy in witchcraft because witchcraft is so full of bitterness. Come on. There's no mercy. Mm, You know what? Let me. Let me hit the rest of these honor things. Check this out. Proverbs 25, verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. 
So it is actually honored by heaven when we search out the things of God. So if you go and search out the things that God is showing you, if you go begin to study it, research it, walk in it, pray it, press it to it, there actually is an honor from heaven that's released on you. Mm, a supernatural honor. Come on. Proverbs 26, verse 1. As snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. Look, foolish actions never bring honor. You know what? I'm really getting convicted right now, y'all. I need to go back to this mercy thing. And I'm going to tell you. Because I accidentally read the verse a second time. And then when I just read that Proverbs 25, verse 2, right, where it says, um, and I said, you know, when we search the things of God out, it actually releases honor. You know what? I don't want to be a hypocrite because I really feel like we need to just search out this mercy thing right now. So let me go back to Proverbs 21, verse 21. It says, he that follows after righteousness and mercy findeth life righteousness, and honor. So you mean to tell me, God, that if I follow after mercy, honor is released to me? I want you to ask yourself right now, do you follow mercy? Is mercy the path that you follow? When you deal with people, is mercy the path that you follow? Or do you follow another path and then once they wake up and say, maybe I might be merciful to them? Let me give you the definition of mercy. Let me give you a couple of them. One of them is that, that Google definition. It says compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. Jesus. Think about that. I want to read that again. I like that. Compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. So what is that basically saying? It's basically saying mercy is when you show compassion or when you forgive someone, when you have every right to punish them or harm them. You have every right to exact judgment or vengeance upon this person. They will totally deserve it, and no one will argue with the fact of that's what they deserve. But when you choose to have compassion on them and forgive them, come on, let's take it a step further. Let's, let's go into what that word compassion even means right now. Come on, we're going to go into that. Compassion means sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Now listen to this. Sympathetic pity, or listen to this, concern. Sympathetic, though. Sympathetic, having sympathy for them, having a warmness in your heart for them. You know, like, let me give you an example of sympathy. You know, when someone dies, say you're it's a close friend of yours, and you find out that one of their relatives died, and you see your close friend crying and in pain, there, your heart gets filled with a sympathy. Oh my gosh, I feel so sympathetic to them and what they're going through right now. This is what we're supposed to have with those that have done us wrong. 
But it doesn't say just sympathy for the sufferings, but it also says for the misfortunes. So what is a misfortune? Come on. A misfortune is an unfortunate condition or an event or a distressing result. Let me give you an example. When somebody does something bad to you, don't we say, oh, that's very unfortunate. That's basically what we're saying. When we're saying that's bogus, man, that's messed up, we're saying that's misfortunate. So the person who did the bogus or the messed up thing, they did the misfortunate thing. And if they did the misfortunate thing, we have every right, 100%, to punish that person. But Micah chapter 6, verse 8, says there are three things that God requires of us. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before our God. Our God is full of mercy. Hmm. You know, there's a scripture that says that God is full of mercy. I'm going to go to that verse right now. I'm going to try to. It's Psalms 145, uh, verse 8. Psalms 145, verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. Hmm. And I know there's another scripture I'm looking for where it talks about how God is full of mercy. I love it when God first um when God first confronts Moses, like that time where Moses actually sees God, where where he actually like sees his his actual body passing before him. I love how God introduces itself to Moses, Exodus 34, verse 6. It says, the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. Think about that. The first thing that God said, even before he said he was truthful, hmm, even before he said he was, he was, he was long-suffering, abundant in goodness, he said he was merciful. That was the first attribute that he said about himself. Come on. When we are merciful, it releases honor. Hallelujah. If we want to see more honor in our lives, show more mercy. Hmm. Show more mercy. Look, not just show mercy, but love mercy. Challenge yourself today. Do I really love mercy? Jesus. Jesus, come on. Come on. I want I want to pray into that right now. Hallelujah. Miss Dion, I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of uh breaking up the flow. Um Don't, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Go ahead. You good? Go ahead. <laughs> I kind of I kind of want us to uh start off in prayer you all and praying into this mercy thing. And in praying into this, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to ask for God uh, to melt our hearts, Hallelujah! And if you don't, if you don't, um, if you need faith right now about melting your heart, just to know that I'm not just trying to be all poetic or whatever. I know I did start off with Airbnb and Rakim, so y'all be like, ah, oh, here you go, he on some other some old rapping stuff again. I'm doing Psalms chapter 147, verse 18. Psalms chapter 147, verse 18 says, He sends out His word and melts them, mm, and melts them. 
Think about that. There's also, uh, we also know that the heart can also be hard, right? Well, if the heart is hard, we could send the word to the heart, which the Bible says in Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says the word of God pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Hmm. Hallelujah. Come on. Meaning he will pierce into your heart. So that means we can send his word into the heart and it can melt. Come on. We want to pray for the fire of God's word to melt our hearts right now. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I want to know your love. I invite your love into my heart. Begin to melt my heart with your love. Let the fire of your love begin to melt my heart in every area where I lack mercy. Begin to go to the areas of my heart that are absent of mercy and begin to fill those areas with the fire of your love. Make me full of compassion. Make me full of mercy. I want to love mercy. I admit my shortcomings. I repent for not being merciful. I repent for not showing compassion. Lord, give me another chance to show mercy and to love mercy. Thank you, God, that you are merciful. Thank you, God, that you are full of mercy. This mercy, God, makes you honorable. You look even more honorable to me because of your mercy. In Jesus' name. Now, this is what I want you to do. Before we go into the next leg of prayer, I want you to ask the Lord right now to show you. Matter of fact, I want you to repeat this part after me right now. I want you to say, Holy Spirit, could you please show me who you want me to be merciful to? Jesus. 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 Hmm. Hallelujah. Yo, I just heard I just heard me a name. <laughs> One expected that day. You know? Jesus. It's all good. It ain't <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, he may show give you a name, he might show you a, a face, or he might show you um an incident. An incident might come to your mind. 
Maybe you may get a memory of, of just, you know, you might have thought about something else. If you did, think about the person that's associated with that incident. Hmm. The Lord might be giving you something because it might be yourself. You might need to show mercy to yourself. Some of us right now on this call, we are too hard on ourselves and have not forgiven ourselves or shown ourselves mercy. Some of us are beating ourselves down to where our outward actions are a sign of it. Let me tell you something right now. Hallelujah. I pray before I even say this next line, Holy Spirit, mm, Holy Spirit, I pray that I would speak this in oneness with you. Let the spirit of conviction rest on my tongue. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I say this, that if you're on this line, if you're smoking, that's a, a sign that you are not showing mercy to yourself. You're beating yourself up. You're using the smoking not only to numb the pain, but what the smoking is doing is, is releasing harshness on you as well. Hmm. Smoking is a sign of bitterness. But it also shows that you're being too hard on yourself. When you're when you're harming your body, come on. Come on. Come on. Let me give us another area where it could show that we haven't shown mercy to ourselves. If we're struggling with gluttony, gluttony, you just can't stop eating. You just can't stop. Come on. That shows that, 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 that you are devoid of mercy. And when I mean devoid of mercy, I mean you're being too hard on yourself. Some of you right now, you feel like the Lord isn't pleased with you unless you pray two, three hours a day. I want you to understand what I'm saying. I am a man that prays. I love to pray. I love to worship God. But I do it out of relationship because I want to know more of him, because I love him. I don't do it because uh, I feel if I don't pray, then God is going to tell me I'm not saved. Now, will prayer strengthen you? Without question. Do I need prayer? Just to, just, just to you know what I'm saying? Stay walking and not smoke me no blunt or drink me no Hennessy tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, because it is my birthday tomorrow. You know what I mean? You know, so I might have to say extra prayer to keep me for the birthday turn up. You know? <laughs> I'm laughing, y'all. You know, I ain't done that in 10 years, but I'm just saying. You know? You don't get a devil a foothold. But my point of the matter is, is that these things are done out of our relationship, not out of religion. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. But again, be merciful to yourself. Be merciful to yourself. When is the last time that you just sat and just turned some music on and just sat in the presence of God and, and that was enough? When's the last time you just rested in the presence of God? Said, God, I'm just going to sit here and just receive. Just be quiet. Just be totally quiet in your presence right now. 
and just listen. That's challenging. It is. I'll be the first to say that 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 is challenging. But the more you do it, the less challenging it gets. Hallelujah. But mercy, 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 mercy. Come on, his mercy endureth forever. There is a lack of mercy in society, but we as people of God should be merciful. Come on, we're going to press into this even more. We're going to begin to pray. Come on, we're going to begin to release the mercy. And this is what I want us to do. This is what I want us to do. Um, um, as w- When we take the phones off of mute and we begin to pray, if you're praying in tongues, I want you to be thinking about mercy as you're praying in tongues. Just that word. Just put the actual word in your mind. And I want you to see yourself as you're releasing those tongues, that you're releasing the sound of mercy. Hallelujah. If you don't pray in tongues, I want you to see when you're just praising God, Remember, it says that praise brings honor, right? And we know that 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 mercy um, um, releases honor, right? So you can release your praise because of God's mercy, or you could just cry out and just say, "Mercy, God, mercy, have mercy on me." Come on! But I really want the tone of mercy to be released through our prayers right now, because the Bible says that we could come boldly before the throne of God to obtain grace and to find mercy. Come on, in time of need, hallelujah. So mercy is associated with prayer. So I want you to take your phones off of mute. Come on, and we're gonna begin to release that tone of mercy through our praise, through our prayers, Come on. Thank you for your mercy this morning, okay? Thank 
mercy. You are so full of mercy. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are so full of mercy. You are so full of mercy, God. Your mercy endures forever. Your mercy endures forever, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Mm. Glory. God, we thank you. Father, we, we just pray. Oh, we thank you, God. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your majesty. We thank you for your mercy. Father, we thank you that your mercy, Lord God, is new every morning. Every morning, your mercy is new. And so, Lord, even as we pressed into this revelation this morning, Father, I pray that you're pouring out a new mercy upon every single person today. Father, I pray that this mercy will be so overwhelming, Lord, that they would even see your mercy in areas in their life that they've never seen it before, even today. Father, I pray, Lord, that your mercy will begin to touch areas of their life. Father, where they did it, they they just they just didn't know what else to do in that situation. Father, I just pray for supernatural acceleration concerning your mercy. Lord, mercy in our relationships, mercy in our finances, uh, mercy with our families, mercy on our jobs, mercy with our health. Mercy in our mindsets and our thoughts. Father, we pray for more mercy in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord, for the spirit of mercy to even rest upon Dion in this declared victory call. Father, I pray that every single area, Father, where your mercy is needed in her life. Father, I pray that you will pour out more of your mercy upon her in the name of Jesus. You will pour out more of your mercy on this line. Hallelujah. Lord, I decree Psalm 73, verse 24, over each and every single person that is on this line. Hallelujah. Even those that will listen to the replay that says you will guide us with your counsel and afterward receive us to glory. Father, we, Lord, I thank you, Lord, even for this verse in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and we're going to speak this even for right now. Hallelujah. And we're going to say, Lord God, you guide us with your counsel into glory. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray that we will be guided by your counsel. Lord, that you would cause us to hear your counsel in the name of Jesus. Us. Lord, that you will be a sun and shield to us. Lord, that you will give us grace and you will give us glory. Father, I thank you that no good thing will you withhold from us because we walk uprightly in you. Lord, I thank you that your glory will not depart from us. Lord, but that you're filling our houses with glory. Lord God, for our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so I pray right now that you are filling, Lord God, our bodies with your glory. Lord, I thank you that there is a new majesty that is resting upon each and every single person person here. Lord, I pray even for the anointing of glory, for the anointing of honor, for the anointing of majesty, for the anointing of mercy to rest upon every single person. Lord, I thank you that you're pouring out more mercy upon us right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you're pouring out an anointing to love mercy. Hallelujah. And a grace to love mercy. Lord, I thank you that you are breaking every single shackle and every wall that is hindering us from walking in 
and being merciful in the name of Jesus. For you said, blessed are the merciful. Hallelujah. For they shall obtain mercy. Father, I thank you for new mercy being obtained because we are merciful. Lord, I thank you that when people will see us, Lord God, they will say, not only is that person honorable, but they are merciful. Hallelujah. Lord God, I thank you. Lord God, for these people of mercy that are on this line. Hallelujah. I pray right now, Lord, let every demon of bitterness, anger, frustration, strife, and envy, let them be broken now in the name of Jesus. Lord, begin to break the teeth of the wicked with your word. And Father, begin to pour in a fresh mercy like never before. Lord, mercy that will confuse the works of darkness. Mercy that will confuse the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, begin to enlarge our mouth. Hallelujah. Enlarge our mouth over our enemies. Lord, I say our mouths are being enlarged with mercy right now. Lord, we pray for fresh mercy to begin to flow out over every single person on this line like never before. Rivers of mercy. We bless you in the fire of your mercy. Oh, God, and may we know you as the God of mercy. Mm. You're the God of all mercy. You're the father of all mercies. You're the father of mercies. Mm. I bless you, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I want to ask a question right now. Uh, hallelujah. I want to ask a question. Is there anybody on here um, that feels like God is, I, I want to I, I start with these people first. If you feel like God is real mad with you, if you feel like God is like super angry with you right now, like you, you feel like you did something and you just feel like, you know, he's just really mad or angry with you right now. You, I don't even want to like put you on the spot. So you don't have to say what you did or anything, but if that's you, I just want to say a prayer for you. So if that's you, could you say yes? And that's, yes. that's yes, amen. So I wanna uh I wanna say a prayer for you right now. Yeah. Um, hallelujah. Let me let me wait. I'll I'll wait for it, see if it's anybody else too. So just those two, there's no one else. Because I really wanna um uh, really gonna say a prayer for you today to really, really break that. Really gonna really gonna break that. Because the, the the father wants to let you know um, um, that not only is he not um, angry with you, hallelujah, but we're going to pray this scripture right now. It's Second Corinthians chapter 1. Verses 2 and 3, it says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. 
So notice he said grace be to you. He didn't say anger be to you. He didn't say wrath be to you. He says grace be to you. Come on. Grace is unmerited favor, meaning it's it's something that you didn't work for. It's a kindness that you receive that you didn't have to work for. Come on. He says grace be to you and peace be to you. Hallelujah. He's the father of mercies. God loves to show mercy. Father, I pray right now for those two individuals that were even brave enough, that were even brave enough, Lord God, to even admit that. I pray, Lord God, that today, Lord, today, Lord, you will let them know in some kind of way that you are not angry with them. Father, I pray that today you will let them know the truth of your word. Lord God, that you love them with an everlasting love. Hallelujah. Lord, that you will let them know today that your love is not easily provoked. Lord, that you will let them know today that you love mercy and that you are ready to forgive. Hallelujah. You are ready to forgive. Hallelujah. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that every lie of the accuser of the brethren that has been spoken uh, um, in their lives, Lord, to make them feel, Father, that you are very angry with them. I bind those lies of Satan that have been speaking to them, Lord, causing them to be hard on themselves causing them to beat themselves up, Lord, even even saying, Lord, that that they, you know, nothing good shall happen to them as a result. Lord God, I pray as an intercessor, Lord, I come in their behalf, Lord God, and I, I cancel the assignment of those renunciations. I mean, I, I cancel the assignment, I mean, of those confessions. Hallelujah. I cancel the assignment of those confessions. And Lord God, we right now renounce, hallelujah, we renounce all agreement. All agreement, Lord God, with that mindset in the name of Jesus. And I pray for mercy. Lord, let them know your mercy today. Let them know the truth of your word, that you love them and that you are merciful in Jesus' name. And and to the two that said this, you know, one of the things about God is God is not only kind, but God never um, embarrasses us. Hallelujah. He, he's not an embarrasser. Um, and, and so I, I just want to let you know this. I would ask you today, um, I would ask you today to go and find a scripture, find a verse on your own that shows you how God really feels about you. And I know that when you find that, that the Holy Spirit is going to begin to speak to you right there through that verse so powerfully that it's really going to convict your heart, and you're going to begin to see that it's really been Satan that has been lying to you. He's been lying to you, trying to get you, to convince you, hallelujah, that the Father does not have this love for you, um, this love that is more than you can ask and more than you can think. You are accepted in the beloved, hallelujah, and you are righteous. Regardless of whatever you did, the Bible says you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus became righteous for you. So, Father, I thank you they are accepted. And I want to tell you this one other thing, that you are accepted. You are accepted. The Lord is saying that you can come before him. You are accepted. You can come before the same way you see pastors and everybody and you feel like they're holy enough to come before him. You can too. Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, 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 Hebrews chapter 4 verses uh, 15 and 16 
Hebrews chapter 4, verse, verses 15 and 16. Hallelujah. All right. Now, the next thing I want to do uh, is I want to do this. Um, is there anyone who was seeing anything either during the teaching or during the prayer? Or even when uh, I just said the prayer for the for the two people. Was there anybody who saw anything or sensed anything? I want you to 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 not be fearful, but to, just to begin to share what it is you saw, because God speaks to us more easily than we than we give him credit for. Nobody, nobody sensed anything, saw a picture. Throughout the whole declaration, I was saying that I need to be more merciful to my ex. Mm, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I, Hallelujah. I saw um, hugging um, people that were like angry or upset just like showering them with a hug love, hug of love, like calming that anger with a hug. Mm. So that's a word for us uh, that, that, that God is speaking. Um, some of us, uh, uh, God is saying that in that situation, maybe that person he's shown you or will show you sometime today um, um, that a hug will really help with that person, but also, too, it's also showing a picture of what it looks like when we show mercy. Even if it's a certain thing of you just saying something to somebody, it's going to literally feel like that person, um, to that person, like they're receiving a hug from you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Hey, brother. Hey. Hey, what up? Hey, what up, what up? Wow, I heard so much, but I also heard that try to let go of what belongs. What the enemy has done to a lot of us is kept us um, bound to what we've done in our past. That's why some people feel like God is mad at them. And there's some deep, there's some deep stuff that some of us have done, me, myself. But you got to let go and don't deny the dirt of your past. You can only get free when you deal with that. You know what I mean? Stop masking it. Stop putting a Band-Aid on it. Deal with it. Know that God has forgiven you, and you're free. And so you're not in bondage, and you can really worship him for real, for real. So I just, as you were speaking, I could feel like there's somebody that has done something, and they don't think that, they think that God is mad, and he's not. God is not mad. And even if man knows some of your dirt, God knows too, and he loves you through that. That's why he gave his only son up for us. So I just want that that part. It just feels like there's some stronghold. Some people are holding on to their pain, and you got to release that. And you trade it in for that beauty for ashes. That's how you get free. I love you, brother. I miss you. Man, love you too, my sis. And you know what? I'm glad you said that uh, to the two people. And to anybody else who wants to, but I'm especially saying it to the two people, I'm going to give you this verse right now, and I want you to check this verse out. At some time during the day, I want you to have a one-on-one with the Lord with this verse. And the verse is Psalms chapter 86, verse 5. Psalms 
Psalms chapter 86, verse 5. And I'm going to read a couple of translations. The King James says, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. Think about that. God is God not only forgives us, he's ready to forgive. Can you imagine? Like, think about how you feel when you're ready to do something. Like, oh, man, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to do this. So think about this. God is ready to forgive. Like, he don't have to do like us sometimes, and we got to get ourselves together, and uh, I don't know, and we got to have our back and forth with God and all that. No, 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 no. God is like, man, I, man, I so want to forgive you. I so want to forgive you. Come on. He's ready to forgive. Hallelujah. But then the next part says, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. So think about that. Not only does, does God have a whole bunch of mercy, he says he's plenteous in it. And it says to all that call upon him, because Satan might sit there and lie and, and put something in your mind, or you might put it in your mind and be like, well, that's cool. That may be for Brother Philip or Sister Dee Dee, you know, or that might be for my pastor or somebody else, but that's not for me. Nope. This verse right here refutes that lie. This verse says to all them that call upon him. All means all. I don't care what you want. I don't care what you didn't did. I don't care how despicable you feel that that thing is. Come on. Jesus died for every single sin, not most sins. Think about this. Jesus, salvation was so powerful that the people who literally were beating him up and stabbing him could receive salvation. Think about that for a second. We don't normally think about that. We think about everybody else, but we don't think about the people that were doing the actual stabbing and, and whipping it with the lashes. Do you know if they repented to the Lord, they could receive salvation and they're in heaven? If any one of them did, they're in heaven right now. The people that actually murdered Jesus. Think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how full of mercy he is. He is so full of mercy, so ready to forgive. And remember, the Bible says he throws your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. So it says he remembers your sins no more. So he ain't going to be up there showing you mercy and be like, yeah, you, you should be happy I showed you mercy because, no, no, come on. So I want you you all uh, to, to check out Psalms chapter 86, verse 5. And let the truth of Psalms 86, verse 5, let it contend with the, with the mindset. Like, like Didi said, that stronghold. You know, a stronghold, uh, uh, a mindset is also a stronghold as well. Let the truth of God's word begin to cut that stronghold down. And let this truth begin to, to, to uh, sit on the, on the seat of your heart. Hallelujah. Uh, would yes, anybody uh, else like to? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is Diane Templeton. Um, mercy is just like comfort. God says the comfort he give us, the same comfort we are to show others. And mercy, he gives us new mercies every morning with the same mercy and grace 
we have to extend that same mercy and grace as God has extended to us because we don't know, you know, if if you if you got some unforgiveness and you died today because the the next second isn't promised to us. So you're not supposed to hold on to these things. Even in what I got when we were praying, God said, show the same mercy that we receive to even those, even our enemies. Because we walk around, we can be in the same church with people and holding unforgiveness against people in the church. Well, guess what? What if we drop dead and unforgiveness? God says that if we don't forgive a person, we can't be forgiven. And so we're to extend that same thing, the same mercy, the same comfort, the same grace to others as God extends to us. And so I appreciate that message this morning because we really need to get these things down off in our soul and live it out and not just talk about it, but to truly live it because that's where that's where our love and compassion and all that comes from when we get it on the inside of us and we truly, truly mean what we said and live it out. So thank you for that message this morning. I I also saw a, um, a circle, even while, while Sister Diane was speaking, a circle with um, each person gently laying their hand on the person in front of them's shoulder. So the person that's standing is the person that made the mistake or harboring unforgiveness or whatever, and the person behind them is touching them with mercy. I saw a circle like that. Wait, say that again? You saw a circle in what? A circle of people. And each person had one hand on the shoulder of the person in front of them. So you might be the person that needed forgiveness. Somebody's touching you from behind on your shoulder in a full circle like that. I saw that while people, but uh, while um, Sister Diane was speaking as well as before, I just was seeing the circle of mercy in a circle. Wow. Wow. I like that. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Philip. Hey. This is Gloria. It's good to hear you. Hey, what up? Something trying to take my throat. However, I, I saw... When we were praying, I saw a person that comes to my house. Um, she's actually my my ex's girlfriend. That in the holidays she she comes, and so I'm I'm asking God. I've been asking God to help me to show mercy to her, mm. and I've not wanted her to come. But you know, it, it was one of those things. The first holiday, I said, okay, you can bring her, and that was about five or six years ago. She can come. And so now it's almost like a floodgate. They don't even ask anymore. They just show up. So I'm, I am I, don't dislike the girl because she didn't have anything to do with me. I just I'm, I just don't know why she wants to hang around me so much. And that's what, what I'm praying about. 
Mm, well, you know what? Huh? We gonna pray right. We gonna pray right now. Hallelujah. You know thank what? You. Hmm? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for Gloria. Thank you. Uh, We thank you for the anointing that is on her life, and we thank you for her heart. We thank you for her heart, Lord. Jesus, we thank you. You said that um, you you are not a high priest that can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Lord, I thank thank you that you feel her heart. Lord, I thank you that you feel every emotion in her heart. Father, you understand how they got to the point where they are right now. But, Father, you also hear the cry of her heart, Lord, that her heart would be merciful. Lord God, you said when we ask, we shall receive. If we ask anything according to your will, God, you hear us. And so I thank you that you hear Gloria right now. And even as you hear Gloria, Father, I pray that you will begin to fill her heart with mercy. Lord, as she boldly comes before your throne of grace. Father, you said when she does, she obtains mercy. And so, Father, I thank you for mercy being obtained right now as she's coming before your throne of grace. Father, I thank you for the mercy, Lord, that is filling her right now as she's coming before the throne of grace. Father, I thank you for for the mercy that is filling her and endowing her now as she's coming before the throne of grace. Father, I thank you that you are equipping her with mercy, even right now. Father, I thank you that you're releasing angels of mercy, even right now. Father, you're even causing an anointing of mercy and an impartation of mercy to be released to her right now. For Lord God, you have yoked her to mercy. For your mercy is easy, Lord God, and your burden is light. Hallelujah. We love your mercy. Lord, you said she is to love mercy. And so, Holy Spirit, begin to spread the love of God abroad in her heart. Hallelujah. Begin to spread your love abroad into those areas that don't know mercy. Father, fill her with your mercy and a new grace, a new grace to be merciful. Hallelujah. Give her a new grace to be merciful, God. Hallelujah. Lord, not by might, not by power. Lord, but may she do this by the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for the fruits of mercy to be released in her life. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for a fresh honor being released over her life as she shows mercy. Father, I thank you for a fresh freedom being released over her life as she shows mercy. I thank you that goodness and mercy will follow her all the days of her life. Hallelujah. Goodness and mercy will follow her all the days of her life. Lord God, soften her heart. Lord, I pray that out of the abundance of her heart, her mouth will speak mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless her, Lord God. Lord, thank you that the tone of mercy, Lord, even comes out. I even pray, Father, that you would even give her just an act of mercy to even perform in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, thank you. You, you know, I, I want to encourage you, woman of God. I never saw this scripture like this till just now. But in Hebrews 4, 16, when it says we come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. You know, I mm-hmm. always looked at it from the sake of us getting mercy from God, you know, that, that mercy that we need. But I never looked uh-huh. at it from the sense of us getting the actual substance of mercy that we need to give to others. 
You know what Thank I'm saying? And yeah. and yeah, so so just encouraging you, you know, that every single time that you go on before the throne and prayer and all of this time you spent in prayer and you continue to be prayerful every moment, even if it's for one second of you just saying, thank you, God, there's a new mercy that you obtain each and every single time. You know what I'm saying? Thank a new you. substance of mercy um, that you, you can release to other people. So I just want to bless you with that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Miss you. I know. I'm looking forward to March. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Philip. This is Tanya. How are you? Hey. <laughs> um, as you opened your mouth just now to expound on that scripture in a different way, I knew what you were going to say. Like, I, I could feel it coming. And I never thought about that scripture that way either. Isn't it amazing how merciful God is with his yeah. word? as he takes us from glory to glory and faith to faith and gives us, the Holy Spirit gives us deeper revelation to his word, right? So, so that we don't, we don't um, just take it and keep it and make it like one particular thing based upon maybe what we've heard from others. But, but I wanted, what I wanted to say to Gloria, and I'm hopeful that this will be a blessing to other people on the line who have, you know, blended families and, you know, your children have relatives that are not really yours, but you're allowing them. Like our family dynamic is so different in the 21st century. I mean, it really takes a mature person to allow, for example, like what Gloria said, her ex's girlfriend to come to the house. Even though, even though, you know, they, her and the ex are, they done over with, you know, there's still this element, this elephant in the room. It takes a certain level of maturity. So Gloria, I want to applaud you for even doing that because it's your house. You could easily say no, you know, and, and you could be justified in doing it, but clearly there is something that that young lady see or older lady, whatever that is something perhaps that she see, there's a certain level of comfort that she feels being around you, there's something that she sees in you. And so what I want to say to other people that have exes or that have, you know, you, you know, you know, that whatever the family dynamic is different from it just being, you know, your biological family. If the opportunity presents itself for you to be able to be in a position where you're in the company of family members of your children or whatever the case may be, um, look at look at it as an opportunity to be a witness. We don't have we are kingdom minded people. We don't have to operate like the world does. And you know what? In all honesty, once you understand shared parenting and all that other kind of stuff, even there are even people in the world who who do this. They allow people. They allow their exes to come over. They sit down and have civil conversations. I think it's it's not, I, well. I can only speak about people with a lot of melanin in their skin. We the ones that had attitudes and stuff. It's not it's not healthy. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for your children. Um, it's healthy for them to be able to see. Now you ain't got to go overboard, and you know you guys become best of friends. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking an opportunity like like this, the the upcoming holiday, and even past the holidays to show mercy when the opportunity is presented. It's not it's not necessary to throw shade. It's not necessary to be negative, none of those things are necessary because again, we are, we are peculiar people. We are 
ambassadors for Christ. We are living epistles. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Thanks, Ken. You're welcome, Sugar. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Kathy. This is my first time on this call. Um, I hadn't planned on being on the call, but I know it was God's plan for me to call and listen. There was recently... Um, an attack upon me yesterday by this young lady that I've been assigned to work with. And this morning I was going to sit down and plan out how I was going to handle the situation. And when I got on the call and I heard him talking about mercy and that the fire of God melting our hearts. I knew that I was supposed to be on the call because my plan was not going to be a God-ordained plan, more so than what I thought would be. And so as he was praying earlier, God kept showing me this circle like the young lady spoke about earlier, but it was people gathered like a meeting. And he said, it's like an offering. He said that the mercy is offering that you extend. And the reason that goodness and mercy shall follow us is so that we have that availability to extended each time. And what God was showing me was not to hold it back. Don't hold back from extending the mercy. You can't say that you don't have it because it's with you and it's in you. And we have the ability to extend it. And that's why the enemy tries to use that. Make basically trying to get us to extend it here but not there because this person isn't worthy or to extend it over here but not there because that person isn't worthy of it. But God said that you have it with you and it's in you, but if you don't offer it, it's like it's like a tithe. If you don't offer it, if you don't extend it, if you don't give it like I give it to you every day, new every day. And so I'm just so grateful to be on the call because now I know what I have to do. I have to extend mercy. I have to give her the mercy that God has given me, and it's not for me to keep. It is for me to extend to her. So I thank you for this teaching this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Now we're going to wrap it up. Well, real quick, Phil, before we before we do that, Kathy, we want to celebrate you. We want to welcome you officially to the call this morning. 
Um, we're, we're hoping that what you heard will inspire you to call back. You're more than welcome to join us every single day, Monday through Saturday. Uh, we, we are not on the call on Sunday, but write the same number, however you got the number. Thank the person because God set it up for you to hear what you needed to do. You, you preached your own deliverance just now. Uh, I'm inspired. I'm excited about the outcome. Um, I could only imagine what the other side was going to be. I'm going to leave that alone, though. I'm going to not really focus on that. But um, whoever, who, who invited you to the call? Dion invited me oh, to the Dion. call. Oh, Dion. Okay. Well, all right. Yes, then she knows how to put you in the victory room and all that other kind of stuff. But we just, we just wanted to say welcome to you, and we hope that you'll continue to call. God bless you. Um, and Twinkle, if I was you, I would say that thing out loud. I'm just suggesting up to you. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? No one? Okay. All right. Well, everybody, have a happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Um, if you don't celebrate that, I understand why as well. Um, you know, I know some people, they, they go on this day and they say they're going to go and feed the homeless instead, you know, for the things that, um, you know, uh, uh, the atrocities um, that were enacted upon Native Americans. Um, so, you know, definitely I respect the honor that as well. Whatever it is, however you get down on tomorrow, you know, respect you, honor you, love you. You know, I just pray that uh, we'll just grow in mercy and love. And I didn't even realize uh, about tomorrow, you know, as far as like, man, we might run into some people or some family members that we might need to show some mercy to. And it may be, and look, expect God's mercy with people who, who maybe, you know, you need mercy from them from. You know what I'm saying? It may be some family members that we need they mercy. You know what I mean? And look for God's mercy in other areas of your life as well. But remember that with mercy is honor, okay? Honor is associated with mercy. That's what even got us on that in the, in the first part. So I honor you all. I bless you all. And I, I pray that, the, that God's honor will rest upon each and every single one of your lives. May you walk in the new realm of honor and may goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life and that you would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God bless you all. Take care. Love y'all. Peace. Love you. Happy Love birthday, Bill. Peace and hair grease. Peace and hair grease. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Wow. Happy birthday to you. I hate y'all. <laughs> <Bye -bye. laughs> that goofy laugh. <laughs> oh, I might probably send you a song, bro. I think I will. Answer That's your phone. That's what's up. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>
Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.